This Westwards mini masterclass is a production of Westwards, the Western Sydney Literature Organisation. For more information on Westwards and what we do, please go to westwards.com.au. Hello and welcome to today's Westwards Mini Masterclass with me, James Roy. I am your host. And today I'm talking to Michelle Rickaby. Now, Michelle used to work with Westwards. Now she's a freelancer. Uh, And Michelle is going to be talking today to me about running writers' groups. Now, I think writers' groups are a really important way of uh, getting feedback on your work and finding a sense of community. And uh, you can run them privately or you can run them through an organisation. But Michelle has been running one for... How long have you been running this one, Michelle? I think it's coming up for two years. Two now. years. So you, yeah. just, you just run it at home, do you, at your place? Or where it, you nominate someone's place to go to? Or? We do. We mix it up just for the fun of it, actually. So most of the time it's, my, it's at my house. Um, a lot of, and sometimes we like to go to cafes and drink a lot of... Coffee and tea. Pre-quarantine. Pre-quarantine. We don't do it now. And in fact, we have had to be on hold and just communicating, you know, like everyone else through um, emails and um, phone, basically. Mm -hmm. We haven't jumped on the Zoom bandwagon yet. uh, There was a bit of discussion about that. But in our group, we really enjoy each other's company. So it's, you know. So how did you go about sitting this this up what was the what was the reason for it and what was the first step you took in in setting it up because I, I guess it's important that you get a good a good mix of people um you don't want to be uh working with people who don't share your own values in terms of approaching yeah. the work so, so what were some of the considerations you and the reasoning behind setting this up I, I think this is you know this has been this is always an interesting part of doing a writer's group or finding a, a writer's group. And really, when you're doing that, it's a, a lot about um, almost finding a tribe and finding somebody who you can safely share your work with or feel comfortable sharing your work with. And I, uh, it took me a little while, actually. I tried a few different writer's group and didn't really necessarily gel. And part of that was writing differently to the groups that you explore. So... The one that I've eventually landed with is actually one where we worked together um, at a at a writing workshop festival. It was actually a Westwards writing workshop with the very fabulous Inez Baronet. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole pile of different writers. All of us were writing different things. But in that, it was an intensive masterclass. So we worked together for two days. And in that, you begin to trust each other's voice. You get a sense of how other people write what their, not only what their style is, but how they view writing and what inspires them and how they work. So we kind of gelled as a group. Do you think it's important that everyone be writing the same kind of stuff? No. Do you know what? And and people will argue this with me, but I think if, you know, I think it's been really nice to work separately and have our own different styles and different things because on one level you're not competing, so people feel safer about presenting their work in a way that they don't feel concerned. It's either going to, their idea will be stolen or they're not as good as somebody else in the group. So by doing by writing differently, um, you kind of... Uh, it, it allowed a certain safeness in it. And equally, it 
it kind of allowed us to experiment, to open up to other genres that you know we might not have been working in. So in our group, there is a, a memoirist, there's a playwright, there are uh, a couple of poets, there's a picture book writer, um, and a, and a novelist working in our group. And I think everybody's different experience has kind of brought something to the party each time. Is there a is there a difference in um level of, well, I don't want to say ability, but in, in level of development of writers amongst them. Is, is it important that everyone be, I mean, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is yeah. that, you know, I know that there are some very successful, very, you know, award-winning writers who still go to their regular writers group and, and, and sort of... Yeah. Do you think, what, what, how much consideration should be given when you're setting one of these up to the ability of the different members? Mm. Within our group, it is fairly. It's it's the standard is fairly similar, but people are at different stages in their career. So we have um, a published. Everyone has been published, mm -hmm. but there are people who are more regularly published, and they're published in different fields. So what I think in that kind of arrangement is, you can actually bring somebody who is less experienced in, and they can gain something from that. I think if you have too many inexperienced people in a group, you kind of need some balance to help kind of push you forward. So you, you want a bar, really, and so I think it helps if somebody is, you know, if, you're, if there's somebody in the group who's going further, who's a little bit higher, you've got something to kind of, I don't know, what, what step are the, up to. So what are, the, um, what are the safeguards that you take then in terms of ensuring that people don't get too ahead of themselves or don't run other people down. Are there, are there mm. rules of engagement that you set up at the beginning? Yeah, actually, yeah. And, and it's a good question because I think also within that you need to... I think there are great things about writers' groups and also dangers to them and they're, they're, they're same side, you know, of mm. the coin, if you like, in that um, you can... It, it's good to get feedback. I think it's really healthy to be able to get up and read your work because partly, um, sometimes simply reading something to a group, you can hear things that you are that when you are writing and you're in your own head, you don't hear them, you don't see them. You're kind of reading to yourself what you are expecting to write. But sometimes what's on the page is not what you are thinking you are writing. So when you read that out to a group or you have other trusted people reading for you, if there are any stumble points or are there any points that trip up your reader then it's something um, it's something worth considering and I find within our group the rule is more this that you know you would have having said that the rules are not super tight <laughs> <laughs> they're more to, to quote Pirates of the Caribbean they're more guidelines they're right? guidelines right. they're guidelines and really it's this if more than one person stumbles on something in your work then there's there's something to look at there you've got to address what that is and you can take away as the writer it's your job to take away mm -hmm. and figure out what the problem is because the other the difficulty of getting feedback from a lot of people is that uh, and particularly inexperienced people is that two things can happen one the feedback might be just out and out incorrect it's not necessarily right and that does happen and the two you can kind of damage the writing process in the early stage. So you might be having, I think you really need to be able to get your thoughts down and your idea out 
without too much um, interference. The editing process is different and it comes later. So I would hate for somebody's idea to get wrecked mm. early on. So you've got to be careful. So for me, the idea is more get the work out. If there are real problem points or things to discuss, it's a discussion, not a you've got to change this. So you've, men you've mentioned there the... And I haven't discussed with you exactly the format that you use in your workshops, in your uh, group. I guess that's why we're here. But you've talked about reading your work. Is that how people share their work or do they, they share it in advance? Or how, how, what's your process in terms of getting the work shared with the group? Okay, it's always in advance. So we get two weeks out. So we meet monthly. That's another thing you have to decide how regularly you're going right. to meet. And for us, it works out as a group if we meet monthly. Mm -hmm. Two weeks before, um, people will share. So, and everyone gets a copy. Um, we've also deliberately kept the group at six yep. because that's a really that neat number. That was one of my number. questions, in fact, yeah. And that's a kind of a neat number because you kind of want enough people to give a, a range of feedback because then you get to, you know, it's, it's consistent then what people will say or at least you get to... It ups the ante in terms of what people are stumbling over because sometimes you stumble and you're not quite sure what it is, why it bothers you, but it's a stumble point. But so with six in the group, there is both enough um, voice to um, to get some really good feedback, but equally there's enough time to give lots of people strong, solid feedback to really give time to something. So, and so does everybody put something in every month? Usually two or three. Right. So, and, and it will be, you know, we all have different work ready at different times. So, which is good then because you can focus on that um, and you're not, you know, you have both the same time, you have pressure to get work done, but not always pressure every month if things aren't quite going well. So things, life gets in the way, you know. How do you, how do you keep people on task with that? Because I, I know that a couple of book clubs that I've been briefly a part of, you know, everybody turns up straggles in at a, a little bit late, yeah. pops their bottle of wine on the counter and an hour and a half later everyone staggers out and no, rem no one remembers which book we were even reading. I'm pretty sure uh, I've been to those books. Yeah, right, <laughs> you might have been there. How, how, how do you keep people on task with that? Is it, a, is, it, is it clearly laid out at the beginning that this is, we're here to work? Or is it a, or is it a social event? I mean, it might be both, I guess. It's a little bit of both, but actually it's such a... I think this is this goes back to our first consideration. When you get writers of the same level, roughly speaking, then it is work. So everyone comes in with a work work ethic in that sense that you know. Otherwise, we're wasting each other's time. So there is that straight up. So yep, in the beginning, we probably have 10, 15 minutes of chat just mm. to catch up with what we're all doing. But then everybody knows that there are two or three pieces we need to get down with, and people have come with notes. And I really like that. I didn't mm. tell people they needed to do it that way, but they do physically come with their notes, and it's really gently done. Um, I, I, I did say really specifically that you actually have to have not a I like it, I don't like it, but a what is working and what doesn't work, and why. And no, that's. Did you find that you had to really hammer home to people that? just because somebody gives you a suggestion about your work, you don't have to take it? Or do people feel intimidated and sort of go, oh, my God, I've got to change everything now? I did say, I did feel like I had to say that at first because... And, and particularly because the thing that worries me and always worried me in the beginning was 
Um, writers, like a lot of creative people, are really sensitive and can be really sensitive as, um, about their work. And while we all know that you don't take it personally, it's not a personal thing, it's really hard to step back from mm. your work at times. And I think when you're in your really early career stages or when you're starting off writing, it's, it feels really personal. So it has to be... So the kind of criticism or the ideas that you offer to somebody have to be um, considered and then you have to open it up to the group and I always repeat it to everyone is that you can hear all of this and listen to it. You don't have to take any of it on board. It's yours. Um, and, you know, and again, I stick to that idea that if more than two people are going, yeah, that's a problem bit for me, then there's something there, but it might not be what the group is saying. There might be another issue going on. It may be that your character isn't quite as defined in the way you intended it to be, so there's a change to be met um, within a character rather than within that particular scene, for example. So because this, because this conversation is about running or setting up a writer's group, mm -hmm. and, you know, again, I really encourage anyone who is interested in creative writing to actually do this because it, it is a really it's, it's a really valuable part of of developing as a writer because we're talking about setting one up um how do you encourage people to share because it's a terrifying idea to bring your work i mean obviously if somebody comes to your writers group they have already accepted they're going to have to probably share but that moment when you sit in front of five virtual strangers to begin with and you open your notebook to read. That's that's terrifying. How do you how do you? And there are of course other people who go, oh, I won't shut up. I'll read everything. Mm -hmm. How do you manage the group in that way? How do you encourage the the weak ones? When I say weak, I mean you know weak of spirit in terms of yeah. sharing. And how do you contain? And you and I have had experiences in writers groups where there's somebody who needs containing. Yeah. Um, how do you manage that as, as the person who has kind of landed that role, if you like? I think the first, when we have new people in the group, then the nice way, the gentle way to let them in is for them to come and listen. So they don't have to read on their first go, and I think that makes people more comfortable. Right. Um, it's also nicer because then you hear what you're potentially working with and can decide if that works for you. So, you know, back to that first point of when you first set up a group or join a group, and that's what you're doing, I think, in the writing process. It really is helpful to be in a writer's group because you are supported, because writing is a lonely work to do. Um, so to be in a group kind of helps you find your tribe and maybe your voice a little bit. But when you go in, you want to hear what everyone's doing. You want to—you can't help but gauge yourself and your work um, you know, with the work of others. Mm. So you need people who are writing similarly, if not the same thing, but kind of um, in a way that works with you and that you work within that group. So the finding of a group is your first important task. And if you can't find it, then you create it, mm. you know, and that is, it's possible to do that. And you can do it through um, writers' centres like Westwards um, and there are, you know, writers' centres up and down the country and on the coast and, you know, out west. So there are, there's always somewhere to do it. But if you can't find that group to join, then you can create your own. And by doing a, a workshop is a really nice way to already see how other people write. But when you start to bring other people in, 
I think letting them just join and listen and talk about themselves a little bit first, that kind of gives you, it's a gentle way in. Um, and then uh, to contain people, it's always that one work. We, we set also, I set a, a 1500 word maximum that we'll all read mm -hmm. in that time. Uh, which is good because you don't want to overload people with reading either, do you? No, because people have working lives and family lives and a million other things to do. So we have writers who are writing, you know, novels. So we don't have time for ninety thousand words in a session. You've got to pare it down and do, do you, it in bits. Do you carve out time in your meetup to talk about the bigger? I mean, I guess the yeah. temptation is to go. Here's your fifteen hundred words. We'll deal with that, but nothing else. But. Are people, are people encouraged to talk about the bigger parts of their process, you know, the, the structure of what they're working on, and, or in fact even the, um, the daily challenges of writing, like yeah. you know, writer's block or you know, method or process? Do you carve out time for that as part of this? Yeah, so that's, you know, that's really nice and a really important part of it because people often wonder about everybody's process mm. and I think it helps to normalise it in that way. And even notions like writer's block, which, you know, which is a really interesting one because I think we can give ourselves a lot of excuses uh, for not writing or to do other things and, and I'm sure we all procrastinate in loads of different ways but I, you know, try and remind people that I, I don't really think there is anything such thing as writer's block so much as you know, other things are going on in your world, that happens, but um, it's really a point of you haven't written enough, you haven't written, because finding your idea is really about having to write a whole pile of things, including bad ideas and the bad writing. I mean, no one ever writes their perfect novel in their very first draft, that doesn't happen. So you're having to write constantly and consistently in order to get all your bad ideas down and out and then get to the ideas that you, your, your brain has actually got for you but you haven't uncovered yet. So you have to write to do that. So I think that's part of the encouraging being in a writer's group is to remind people we don't all write perfectly straight up. Mm. We write lots of messy, inconsistent things first. And I think also it's really nice for the group um, to talk about how their process is or that they've gotten a bit stymied by things and you know I suppose that's the that's what's challenging but also what's quite rewarding about it is the ability to actually be a little bit exposed and say you know this is my process I know that I can write and you've read some of my work that might be really good but right now this feels really ugly and difficult like it does for you know anyone yeah, else I yeah. guess it's and I guess that comes back to that whole idea of community that you, you mentioned earlier doesn't it yeah and I think the community is important I, you know I've just re recently been talking to one of my writers who wanted to quit and he wanted to quit because he felt he wrote something so awful he no longer deserved to be in the writers group uh -huh. and we had a long discussion and a few emails about between that. you and me was it that bad <laughs> no, no, don't answer that because we're going to talk about the cone of silence in yeah. a minute carry on <laughs> and and that's the thing and I was saying that that's we don't write perfectly and also when we're rushing things and we're going to deadlines and to get back to that the other question that idea of what else are you talking about you're constantly looking for what are you writing for what are you writing to are you wanting to be published is this writing for you because that's a different level of writing when you want to get your your story down and mm. it's only for you or to share with your family um, that's very different to trying to be published 
Um, and then when you are thinking about publishing, where are you thinking about being published? And, you know, you'll know all about that. But that's quite tricky also, trying to land where your work will fit and depending on your different um, genres, where, where you're headed for that, whether or not you're looking to do competitions or get into one of the journals or, you know, live read somewhere. So there are, we talk about that quite a bit. We talk about funding and mm-hmm. how to fund projects and where we might get some. So people are at different project stages as well and, and, and do come and look for that. Where do you get funds from? You know, so all of that comes into play. It's it's we're kind of covering it all and 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 then dealing with the emotion of it, I think. Yeah, I guess really what maybe what we're talking about here is you know, we as writers we need to be able to step back and look at our work from a through a reader's eyes from time to time. Yeah. But we get so close to our work that it's hard to do that. And I guess this is a writer's group is a safe way of road testing your work with readers who are have some familiarity with the process, right? Yeah, and and isn't that true though that you can you know your the plan of what you want to do. Sometimes you're so caught up in it, you don't notice that you didn't quite cover that thing that you were going to do. It doesn't quite come out the way you intended it and says something entirely differently. So it is good to have readers who will say, did you mean that? Is that, I understand it in this form. Is that what you're intending? Yeah, I know what you're trying to do here, but you haven't actually told us who the character is who's saying this. And you go, oh, I thought I did, okay, I've I've got too close and I've missed that. Yeah, exactly. And that does happen quite a bit or, you know, you forget that there's a level of excitement or tension that needs to come into a work that doesn't, it's just not there. And sometimes it's just, it's a simple tweak that will get it there. Or, you know, we can be too verbose, quite frankly. People can write very long sentences that could be paired way back and made a brilliant, sharp little thing. Where, because you don't want to, that's another nice thing is you, the learning to not waste your words. Mm. And you need to read it to people to hear how long you've taken to get to your point, you know. So you share, you share the, the designated people for that next meeting, share their work online, people read it, they don't comment at that stage, do no, they? No, there's no they comment. Just, they just read well. it and yeah. then they come in on the night and they, does a person read their work again at that point out loud or only if requested or how does that work? Uh, that's a good question. I'm only asking because yeah. we're sitting. I'm currently setting one up, so I need to know. <laughs> it's nice to do. It depends on how long it is. If someone's read uh, written a really short piece, so we've read whole picture books, we've read poetry, and we've read passages of short stories. Mm. Um, uh, and sorry, we've read short stories, but then passages of the longer ones. And the writer comes in also with specific points that he or she wants to um, talk about. That they're yeah, so not, that I, yeah. I don't feel like there's enough tension in this, how can I do that, or exactly. is, is it the right point of view or whatever. Exactly yeah. so. Okay. So yeah. you've got to come with something that you're hoping to get from the group as well. And actually that's usually mentioned in the beginning, so when you send out your work, here are the things I'm looking for you to comment on and any other comments are So not like, not like your 14-year-old giving you a piece and saying, tell me what you think, and when you say could be could be shorter. I didn't. I didn't want. I didn't <laughs> want you to that. fix it. I just want you to tell me that it was good. Yeah, <laughs> that know, doesn't help anyone, does it? And no, it doesn't. And there are a lot of people who are kind of writing, and and I think usually people who are writing for themselves who don't really want to be critiqued. They just want. I don't know. Maybe it's a form of validation. They just want you to say, "Isn't that great?" 
which is fine if you are writing for yourself. But, well, I've always um, thought there's a couple of kinds of writers' groups. There's the kind that where they start comparing you immediately to early Dostoevsky and, and go, you know, third wave feminism, well done. Mm. But then you've got the people who um, just tell you that everything's great. Yeah. You kind of want to be between those, don't you, really? And I find, you know what, the balance of that, I find that I usually strike the balance, I think, if a, in our group, um, and I feel like that's my job, actually, is when, because everyone is kind and wants to be gentle, and sometimes the work needs heavier criticism, but it's the work that needs the, the you know, specific detailing of what the problem is. So, um, you know, I try, I, I, um, I try not to be bossy, I don't think I'm bossy. My group will tell me I'm not bossy, but I do. Usually I wait and um, it, it can happen two ways, actually. Usually I'll wait to the end and then if everyone's covered things that were really obvious, then I won't go harp on about that. But there will also usually be a point where I feel like I can give some good feedback that will help them to change or make a piece better. And that's because of my background and the experience I have and the fact that I was trained in editing as well. So there are things that I can see to help a project along. But sometimes I feel like the group does not feel comfortable. If, if a writing is really underdeveloped, then the group is less likely to want to say, this isn't very good yet, mm-hmm. until I say, this isn't really working and here are the reasons why. And then everyone feels much more comfortable to say, I agree with that and then I was thinking about this part. But it's always about the work and if you can focus it like that, it makes it comfortable for everybody. Sometimes uncomfortable for the writer mm. um, because, because I think now after nearly two years or the two years, we've gotten to know each other really well and feel safe in and trust that we are pointing out really, um, you know, we're, we're doing it constructively, not just, I don't like this kind of stuff. You can't just say, I don't like it. It has to be, this isn't working for me because. And you have to also remember that I might say, I love something and somebody else will say, I hated that particular line. I hated it. Mm. And so even hearing that is kind of interesting. I guess when you reach the point where you've been around doing it for more than a year, two years, whatever, if you, if you need to take a week off or whatever and you can't get there, there's enough experience in the group now that somebody else can kind of take the lead on that, can't they? Yeah, I think they could. They won't at the moment in my group. Still, after two years. <laughs> after two years. I love them because they say, Michelle, you're our leader. No, it can't be without you. Okay, that's so fine. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give you a scenario. Um, let's say one of, your, one of your group suddenly gets published by some huge international publisher and you've all gone, you've all through gritted teeth going, oh, well done. <laughs> and then they've gone, I'm not, I'm too good for this writer's group and they've, they've left. You've got a vacancy. Yeah. How do you go about filling that vacancy? Do you just say to the group, do you know anyone who wants to take that chair or how does that work? So far, it has been a recommendation from within the group. Which is probably important. You don't want, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I think that it has to be, you know, I also think it has to be a fairly equal, like I, I don't like to say that I'm in charge. I am happy to be the organiser and to be the person who chairs it when we're there. Because, and washes the dishes up. And washes please. the dishes, pours <laughs> the cups of tea. <laughs> That's not true. But, um, but I think it's really important for all of the group to feel like they are important members of the group and that what they contribute is important to the whole group. Mm-hmm. And... 
I think people will only stay for as long as they feel like they're contributing as well as being heard. And so anybody, well, I haven't had anyone leave yet except for, a, you know, our writer who nearly did and then was happy again to stay. But a couple of times we've had people um, suggested for the group and a couple of times it hasn't worked. And Okay, well, let's talk about that. If you have someone without talking about specifics, mm-hmm. but imagine hypothetically somebody is recommended to come in, they go, hi, James, welcome to our group, and James is writing something that's either deeply offensive or it just personality isn't great or he doesn't fit in or he's, he's combative or whatever. Yeah. At what point do you go, look, this isn't for you or us? <laughs> in that setup, that doesn't happen in the group. That would happen later. So I would do that. So, you know... That's one of the, you know, less fun parts of it. But, and I think there's, you know, there's maybe a challenge in that, but it's just a discomfort. I think you have to learn to manage your discomfort and you have to be able to say, it doesn't work for the group for these reasons. And I don't mind doing that. I've Become an old primary that. teacher and say, you know, you're, the others are struggling to learn while you're contributing <laughs> in this way. Because sometimes people don't, you know, we've had writers wanting to join where they just want to only do their thing. And it's quite a big thing, but that's the only thing they want to talk about. And it just it's not giving back to the group. And that might be a time to encourage them to start their own group, right? Yeah, and you can. So you can still do it nicely. You don't want to make people... I don't see any reason for unkindness in the doing of it because you still want to encourage them to do their writing. Everyone, I think, who wants to write, you can't... You, that's... I think, you, I think there's a certain imperative to write. If you're a writer, if you want to write, you can't help it anyway. So that to me is simply, that's a clash within the group that doesn't work. And mm. you don't damage your group. You can, you know, you could help somebody set up their own group, yeah. but I think you need, they need to find a different group. And I think we all go through that, trying to find the group where we fit. Do you, I guess it's possible to be part of, I don't know, maybe it's not a couple of groups. So you've talked about how your group is fairly broad in its reach. I mean, the Westwood's one I've just, I'm setting up is for short fiction. Yeah. We wanted a bit of focus, but you've got a poet and a playwright and short fiction and, and essay and so forth. Is it is it kind of playing the field to also, if you're a poet, to be part of a poet's writer's group? I think that's okay. Yeah. I think we should be able to expand because, I, you know, yeah. Just for sort of more people who are a bit, perhaps a little bit more advanced down that poetry path so they can focus on... Because each of those genres has its own really specific kind yeah. of skills, doesn't it? And I know within my group, um, people will broadly speak to the poets, but always with the understanding of saying, oh, I, we don't know poetry very well. So No kind one of, does, Michelle, yeah. no one does. It's, <laughs> it's a dark art that no it's one really understands. Art. It's an alchemy. <laughs> so you need to find the poets who will tell you, you can't do, you know, who are kind of... You know, because you want the sharp criticism, you want to know, because that's finding your voice as well, isn't it, to sharpen it up. So. Indeed. Well, thank you so much for talking to us about our. Is there anything else you wanted to add? You had a list of things you wanted to talk about. We did this whole list, and and we just went off on a bit of a a, a chat, didn't we? We did. It was lovely, though. Was there anything else that you wanted to kind of any other tips or pointers or pitfalls that we should avoid? Yes. First of all, I, I did. I did want to mention, and I think uh, a lot of people do, but I think it's really important to um, to make sure that not only is, are you sitting with other writers and with other voices, and by the way, finding the group that works for you might be a super competitive group. I know people who really love it when they compete with mm-hmm. people who are 
who are writing similar genres, that can be a joy for people. So if that's what you like doing, if you really want to sit with a bunch of other sci-fi writers, Keeping that's in mind, great. it may not be a joy for everyone in that group, right? May not be. Mm. Keep, you know. So I think that, um, you know, that's, it's key to remember you can go to lots of different places, but look for your tribe. I think once you've found your tribe, they will support you all the way along. And you can applaud each other's successes and commiserate on the failures, on the, you know, endless amounts of rejections you will get. The other thing I always think is you've really got to remember to read and to read widely. And just because you think you don't like that genre, maybe you want to be a crime writer, it doesn't hurt to read sci-fi and history and, uh, you know, chick lit, whatever you do. I think it's good to be aware of who's around you and what's being written, um, not to copy it, but just to be aware mm-hmm. and to know. And I think the more you read, the better you are as a writer. Um, also, bring good biscuits. <laughs> That's going to be the title of this podcast. It's going to be Bring Good Biscuits, running a writing group with Michelle Rickaby. Michelle, thank you so much for talking to us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, James.